Today I'm speaking to Marian Aguirre, who has been recruiting for Algolia for about four years and is responsible for developing and growing the culture at Algolia. So welcome, uh, Marian. Thank you. Uh, can I just ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your time at Algolia, please? Sure. Um, so I joined Algolia a bit uh, less than four years ago now, so when we were a, a small team, uh, mostly composed of uh, engineers. Um, 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 my mission was, was pretty simple at this time. It was to uh, find the, the people and, and make sure we can uh, grow this, uh, this team. Um, so that, was, uh, that has been my focus for, for almost uh, four years. And um, my, my uh, uh, history at Algolia is really about um, how we can make sure not only to find people, but to find the people who will uh, build uh, the future of Algolia and, and share the values the founders had in mind when, when they created the company. Um, so, yeah, it, it means uh, obviously um, establishing uh, like uh, establish processes and, and find a way to have the right question and make sure the hiring process was uh, fair and, uh, and efficient. And, and now my, my role is more how to make sure the people are still not only happy but also like learning new things and growing with the, with the company, which is uh, not always uh, an easy thing to do as we have like some scaling pains as uh, mm -hmm. every uh, startups. So how to, to scale this, uh, this culture and make sure people stay also. Yeah, because I imagine obviously recruiting people is one challenge, but actually keeping the people that you've recruited and developing them inside of the organization is, is also a big challenge, especially yeah. in this fast changing world. Yeah, definitely, because um, we, we, we spent a lot of energy uh, making sure we find the best people for Algolia. I mean, the one who were really sharing uh, the way we, we wanted to build this company. And, and now when uh, they are uh, with us and when they, uh, they have those expectations, because we wanted them to be uh, owner, to be uh, able to make decisions. So they have a lot of expectations and we need to, to feed them and make sure uh, they can develop skills and, 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 and have like a, a field to, uh, to grow. Good, thank you very much. Okay, so um, before we go any further, can you tell us a little bit about Algolia? Why does Algolia exist and why was it created and what problem is it here to solve? Yeah, um, so actually it's two different questions um, because uh, uh, the reason why Algolia was created is really because uh, the two founders wanted to create a company uh, where they would have loved to work as uh, employees. They didn't even know what kind of product they wanted to build. They were like two uh, engineers specializing in their field and, and they felt that they, they wanted to create a special workplace uh, before creating a product. So I think that's a kind of uh, um, interesting way of uh, starting a startup. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the product itself, um, they, they they, they really wanted to, to have uh, like a seamless experience on, on websites. They have this strong expertise on, on search. Uh, they knew that APIs were a thing, that it was growing, and that developers were more and more using uh, APIs to build their, their, uh, their toolbox. Um, so they contributed like, uh, with a fast uh, and efficient search engine, but uh, um, and maybe the most important part was uh, like ensuring we have like a great user experience and that people can find what they want uh, on the website. 
having basically the same experience as we have when we go on, on, uh, on Google searching for a website, mm -hmm. but having it within uh, websites. Okay, so the experience of getting to the site will be matched by the experience on the site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like a seamless experience mm. for, for, for the users. Yeah, yeah, the same relevance, the same, the same like easy way of uh, finding the information you're, you're looking for. Okay, good. And I know that Algolia has five values. Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit about those values? Yeah, hope I won't uh, forget uh, one of them. <laughs> um, so the, the values are, uh, so the first one is care. Uh, care is uh, care about uh, clients, care about the product, care about each other. Um, so it, it's an important one because the idea is really, at the end of the day, keeping in mind that we're building uh, a product uh, for customers and that we're not doing only tech because it's uh, fancy and, and we love like using fancy technologies. So having always a customer in mind and caring for each other um, it's um, a way of keeping in mind that uh, at the end of the day we're all human beings and, and we want to create a place where people can uh, feel safe, uh, can feel included. So that's why we are really working uh, those days on inclusion and diversity. That's a way mm -hmm. also of expressing the, the care value. Uh, the second one is Condor. Uh, it's actually my favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, Condor is... Um, good balance between uh, being uh, frank and uh, careful. Um, the idea is really to uh, continuously share uh, feedback and make sure you care enough about people to let them know when you think they can do better or also when they do great. Um, so it's really a way of, uh, of working which can seem a bit weird when you join a company because people are more like used to have a like performance review once a year and, and have like an evaluation which is very uh, specific here. The idea is really to have this continuous uh, feedback loop uh, about all the actions we're doing every day. Is that well appreciated by, by the team that you have here? Have you had some, some feedback from the team over the years? Um, so we are trained actually to be better at sharing feedback because it's not um, it's not something as easy as it sounds. I mean, people always say, I, I, lo I love receiving feedback. I love uh, uh, when people are uh, honest with me. But in uh, in real life, it's, it's uh, always... Um, tough to, to make sure you have the right words and also to assume the best when people are sharing feedback about uh, about your work so we have like this uh, this training uh, for, for everyone uh, and, and a specific one also for managers because that's really part of their jobs um, to be uh, excellent at, uh, at sharing feedback mm -hmm. okay and um, so yeah care condor uh, humility like having this uh, um, this attitude and, and posture of uh, keeping uh, learning and, and not only uh, being the one, like the expert, the person who knows, because if you're in this situation, it means that you're not cha challenged enough, that you're not uh, like stretching uh, uh, your skills uh, or you're not sharing. Uh, so that's really like a, a, a very, very important one. And grit, obviously, because we are, uh, we are like growing super fast. We need people who are interested in um, going outside of their comfort zone and, and, and really uh, like uh, delivering at a high level of uh, performance. So that's like when you sort of maybe group into that as well, being tenacious, 
So, for example, if you're in a sales role and you, you yeah. have some uh, knockback, then you'd have to sort of maybe reformulate and uh, and sort of challenge the, the, the prospect. Yeah, uh, a bit of like uh, resilience, something yeah. like that. And uh, I often um, make a connection between uh, humility and grit uh, because we are very uh, lucky to have talented people, very smart people. Um, but if they if they stay humble and if they uh, keep learning and like challenging themselves and as you said like being tenacious, um, they will go to the next level and, and be even better. So that's mm -hmm. like obviously we want like smart people at the beginning, but we want them to work on themselves. Yeah, so it's almost to, to, to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So they're constantly exactly. sort of raising the bar yeah. uh, and challenging themselves. Mm. Good, okay. Uh, any others? Did I forget one? Uh, trust, the last one. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, trust is uh, it's not the easiest, I think, because um, the, the idea with, uh, with trust is to um, always assume that the person uh, in front of you has good intention or is doing a good job if you if the person hasn't shown anything which can make you doubt of their of their skills. Um, so it's a bit like uh, counterintuitive. I don't yeah. know if we can say that, but um, because uh, I, I feel that um, it's uh, easier to be a bit um, like reluctant or like doubtful when we are meeting someone new, especially at this scale, because we have so many new people coming. Uh, so the value we want to um, highlight is how uh, by default, uh, like trusting someone will be richer, I mean, more interesting and more successful uh, than like um, assuming that the person will have to prove uh, their, their own uh, performance and, and what they're able to deliver. Good, okay. And how do you, um, when you employ people, when they are, when they are going through the, the onboarding, um, how do you sort of introduce the values in more depth to, to new, new employees? Yeah, so um, actually it's, uh, it starts um, even during the, the recruiting process. We have like a full day of assessment around the values. Um, we basically decided to create some uh, uh, like behavioral questions around how you exhibit uh, those values and how you have exhibited in the past those values. And during the, the onboarding, uh, so there are a few uh, uh, important steps, I would say. Um, so the first one is uh, you're meeting uh, almost every, uh, every team, uh, uh, like every department at Algolia to have a good idea of um, what they're doing. And at this stage, that's um, where also we ask you uh, to um, um, always uh, share your thoughts, share feedback about what you're learning, um, because uh, like the, the new hires are basically the ones designing the onboarding uh, mm -hmm. process. So they, they are the ones uh, really owning uh, the, um, the process and make sure that we are improving what, what we have. So that's where I think they can experiment uh, Condor. Um, and, and what we what we try to do is also um, obviously they have like some documentations about the values, but we also ask them to meet some uh, role models or people 
we consider uh, are embodying the values, like one of them, for example, mm -hmm. um, to have a better sense of what it means uh, in real life, like to ask them questions about how they, um, they work on a daily basis on, on those uh, behaviors. Good. Okay, thanks. Regarding uh, scaling the business, as you uh, said earlier on, that Algolia is scaling very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, do you see in the future sort of changing those values or are you as a company trying to sort of adhere to them and not change them mm. as you grow? Yeah, that's a good question because... Um, I mean, maybe today I'm going to say that we will never change them and, and, and I'm not sure what the future will uh, show. Um, my feeling is that the core values are more like the basis of the culture we want to build. Uh, we are more in a, in a situation where we are questioning ourselves about all what is around, like, uh, which is still part of the culture, like the way of interacting, uh, the fact that, for example, we had a very flat organization. Um, everything can be questions, but those values. Um, the culture has changed a lot uh, since, I, uh, since, uh, since I joined. Uh, however, um, I, I, to me, it's more like the common ground and uh, like what we want to... Uh, focus on uh, thinking about uh, the culture of tomorrow. So it's like the f sort of the fundamentals, the foundation, and yeah. you see that at the moment, of course, you're just building on top of that. Yeah. But those core values probably won't change. They probably maybe will be added to exactly. over, over time. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's my, uh, uh, the, the, the way I see the, the future, but I'm not 100% sure, but it, it would sound logical to me to, mm -hmm. to work this way, yeah. Good. Thanks very much. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about Algolia um, in France, but outside mm -hmm. of France. So, what what countries do you currently have a presence in, other than France? So we have offices uh, in uh, in the US. Uh, the main uh, one is in uh, San Francisco. We also have one in Atlanta and uh, New York. We have one in uh, London, and we have just recently opened uh, an office in um, uh, Japan. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you're really sort of reaching far, far yeah, afield. Yeah, exactly. So those, those uh, offices are mostly um, for uh, like business purposes, like making sure we can be close to our strategic accounts. Um, I think Japan is an amazing experience because it's uh, so new uh, for us to to have like a, a, an office in this uh, area. Like I think culture-wise, it's going to be super interesting also. Um, but yeah, we have like uh, all those offices uh, everywhere in the world. <laughs> Good. And regarding you, you mentioned about the cultural differences. Mm. Um, what sort of challenges or cultural challenges challenges have you had um, in other countries, setting up in other countries and growing the business? Um, so the, the kind of challenges we had. Um, um, I'm thinking about like we have uh, obviously some differences between uh, uh, US and uh, and France, um, but um, the, the more I think about it, the more um, I feel that we can also analyze every situation in a different way. There are some cultural differences also between sales and R and D. Um, so. I mean, like Japan is definitely challenging, but I don't want to 
uh, assume too many things. I, mean, I don't know that much the culture over there, and I don't want to put like a full <laughs> population in the same <laughs> bucket. Um, but what is challenging is also that we actually have ideas about uh, uh, Japanese or people in the US, and, and it can influence our interactions. And, and yeah, it can be misleading in, in some situations. Yeah, and I, and I think, I mean, I, I um, spoke to somebody not so long ago that actually ha had uh, business dealings with uh, some Japanese co uh, companies, mm -hmm. and uh, something that they found very surprising was that, for example, salespeople um, that are interacting with potential clients or prospects in mm -hmm. Japan, uh, age is very important. Yeah. So, for example, you, you, you can't really send a, a 25 or 30-year-old sales representative to mm -hmm. negotiate with a 55-year-old uh, business owner or, or decision mm -hmm. maker. So, in, in that culture, it's sort of taboo. Yeah. In other cultures, it's it would probably be okay. Yeah. So, there are many challenges, I imagine, on that front. Too. Definitely. And that's why we started by hiring a Japanese in Japan first. <laughs> like, uh, making sure we... we we also have this, uh, and, and we set them up for success, and maybe they will have like their own culture, as we have also the culture of uh, the Paris office, which is different from other offices, uh, mm -hmm. obviously. It cannot be the same everywhere. For sure, you have to be agile and mm. adjust to each situation yep. as, it, uh, as it arises. Um, regarding the countries that you set up in, uh, how do you approach that? For example, do you have to, if, for example, you're thinking of setting up when you were thinking of setting up in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, did you have uh, some prospecting going on beforehand and you had to get a certain amount of clients, for example, in the country before it was then worth setting up an office? I mean, do you have sort of an, a specific approach? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure the strategy has been the same for, for every country. For example, uh, from what I understood, uh, for the UK, it was really about uh, making sure we're close to our clients and, and the challenges were kind of easy to um, uh, to see. However, Japan, it was also linked to our product, which was not that great uh, for the Japanese language. So our CTO was really involved. He has met a lot of people over there to see how the search industry is going. So it's really part of the strategy. Uh, today, one of the main challenges we have working on the search engine is making sure it's uh, relevant for any kind of language like uh, like Japanese, Chinese, Arabic, and, and not only the uh, like English or uh, French. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's part of the strategy. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. And who do you, when, for example, you set up in a, in a new country, uh, how do you build the team? Do you do you have do you adjust that approach as well? For example, do you go for say a country manager first and then build from there, or a sort of chief recruiter to then mm. recruit the team? Do you have like a specific strategy? Mm, so we we really wanted to have like a, a, a person able to do a lot of things. So he, this person is a tech, but also a sales, and is very experienced. And, um, and we kind of knew him before. I mean, when I say we, it's more like the founder. Uh, so it was more like a question of network. And hiring in Japan is really uh, different. For example, they don't use LinkedIn that much. Uh, oh. Very uh, small amount of the population is using LinkedIn. So they are mostly using um, agencies. So it's another way of recruiting. So the strategy was really to have someone who, who knows um, both, who will be able to understand the product and uh, and the business. 
So okay, so a balance, a balance of yeah. both. Yeah. Mm. Good. Okay. Great. Thanks. Um, if I were to speak to and uh, some Algolians, um, what do you think they would say to me or tell me about what they love the most about the culture at Algolia? Well, um, what they love the most about the culture. Um, let me think. Um, I think uh, what people tell me about the, what they like at Algolia is really uh, the level of autonomy they have in their job, uh, which I think is uh, unusually high. <laughs> uh, so I, it's, uh, I think, like one of the, the aspects of the culture they like the most. Um, another thing I hear from time to time I, I really like is the fact that uh, it's a company where salespeople and engineers respect each other. Um, they have a, like a true um, admiration and, and they partner uh, together. I, I, I always see uh, um, them working together on accounts. We want engineers to care about the business and we want business people to care about the product. Uh, so that's and part of the culture I really uh, really like, and I hear people being happy about. Um, I think the what uh, what is uh, nice also when I, I was like reading the results of the engagement survey, I'm thinking about like what the person was uh, happy about is also the uh, level of transparency, uh, like the access of uh, um, they have access to the information they need to do their work. Uh, which can sound a bit uh, obvious, but at some point I'm not sure it's the same in uh, every uh, in every company. Um, and, and the trust value, for example, uh, the, it, the way it's uh, perceived in the team is also that they can be uh, they can organize themselves uh, the way they want. They are like, they have the flexibility they need to do uh, uh, their jobs. They can work uh, remotely from time to time. So, like the trust by default philosophy is also helping them to achieve their goal. Yeah. So, is it something? Is it something that is specific? Would you say to say the millennial generation? Because I imagine that a lot of the population here are that generation, uh, even though it is changing, mm -hmm. and you're recruiting people from from different generations. Yeah. But is that synonymous with with the millennials or other? generations sort of appreciating that as well yeah so actually the the, the age and uh, like the, the scope like we used to have a lot of people between 25 and 35 and we have more and more people uh, uh, even like uh, younger like uh, young interns and uh, and uh, people very experienced um, I'm, I'm not sure it's a question of generation or at least it's a question of mindset um, the, the work is uh, is changing, and, and maybe uh, it's more uh, it's easier uh, for people out of school to meet this new way of working instead of people who have done uh, uh, the job in, in very big companies for for decades. Um, but we have I have in mind a few examples of people uh, over uh, over fifty, even who are like really. Um, into this kind of working, like having this nice work-life blend, and make sure you can work remote from time to time. It's uh, mm -mm. and uh, we have some some um, uh, dads, for example, who uh, uh, they leave the office at uh, at four thirty or five, 
and uh, sometimes they they, uh, they go back to work at least they open their laptop uh, from uh, eight to ten uh, and like really being flexible about um, about the way they organize their life I think it's uh, I mean it's not only for millennials and, and we are more targeting actually in uh, when we are designing HR programs we are more targeting uh, people with like uh, uh, life or other things uh, in their life and not only uh, people who are like discovering the, the industry. Yeah and, I, and I, thanks for that because that's interesting to hear because I think uh, well I know that well-being at work is a very topical issue for, mm -hmm. for many companies in many countries in fact yeah. so having the work-life balance and I think what comes with that flexibility and mm -hmm. the freedom to log off at certain times and then log on again yeah. and to organize your life work balance exactly uh, is, is becoming more and more important for I think all generations yep. yeah and also you adhere to uh, I think also another interesting point the different generations that work within organizations and how they sort of link together mm -hmm. so everybody can bring obviously a different uh, perspective yeah uh, to the table and the you know the, the collective benefits to that I think are very um, mm. very very important to uh, to observe and actually, it's also challenging um, stereotypes because, uh, from small experience at Algolia, um, I've seen uh, like young people with uh, very classical ideals, and uh, and people like older people um, like challenging a lot the way we work, uh, willing to think uh, differently. Um, so I'm really not certain that there is a correlation between age and. Uh, um, like a certain way of seeing uh, the world and, uh, and yeah, uh, it's, it's, like the mindset. I'm, yeah. not, I'm really not sure. Yeah, it's not fair to sort of stereo stereotype yeah. people. Yeah, but it definitely a sort of a, an eclectic mix mm. can work very well. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. With the values as what hold the people, the teams together. What about, uh, do you have any sort of off-site uh, activities or experiences that you encourage the staff to participate in to help build on that culture? Yeah, um, so we had a huge uh, off-site, uh, but uh, it was like a, a few months ago we went to Marrakesh and, and we, uh, we had a good time together. Um, it was obviously uh, like super nice to uh, meet all the offices uh, and, and to uh, spend time together, but with this question, I'm more thinking about the, um, the small initiatives we have uh, at, a, at a team level. Like, for example, we are uh, encouraging um, uh, team building, but uh, in like the, uh, how do you say that, like social uh, world, like the non-profit world, basically spending some time uh, helping other people. Like, for example, we have a team building in one uh, month with the whole... A Paris office where we're gonna um, uh, like uh, pack some uh, food uh, for homeless people or uh, do some activities to you know give back. We, we are really really lucky at Algoria. We have amazing uh, conditions like working conditions, and the idea is just from time to time to give back a bit to society uh, with everything like uh, everything we have and uh, our brains and our arms. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's. It, Whilst working together as a team, yeah. doing something that's good for the community, it's it's a win-win scenario yeah. in that case, isn't it? And I think it's also linked to uh, the care value. I mean, 
it, it's nice to care about each other. It's nice to uh, care about customers. Uh, sometimes, like being a bit outside of our world and, and caring about something else, I think made us a bit uh, smarter at some point. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's a, a good point. One of the things that I know fascinates me about culture-first companies are is the fact that the values that the company state that they have they very often you know epitomize those values inside of the company so when they go to a client and they're actually doing you know, their core bit they're going about their core business uh, it must be easier to do with a lot more credibility if you talk about your values at home yeah that you epitomize actually in the office mm -hmm. and out and about and in society it's much easier to actually talk about that with your clients with your head held high and with credibility yeah Definitely, because yeah. all companies have values. Like I don't know any companies without values on the wall. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how you actually go about living them and epitomizing those yeah. values every day. What you do. Yeah, that's why it's um, it's interesting because one of the questions we're always asking to ourselves with HR director is how we can make sure that the values don't at the end of the day like be just values on the wall, and one of the I think is a key aspect of uh, like uh, culture first company is to make sure the the values are living at um, important stage of an like an employee life like hiring um, you were mentioning onboarding but also uh, promoting and firing because at these like very important stages you'll see who uh, are the role models and the people the organization is uh, rewarding and if you say that for example I don't know, candor is something uh, very, very important. And at the end of the day, you promote someone with uh, never sharing their thoughts uh, and with, uh, I don't know, hiding a bit like uh, hypocrite or whatever. Uh, you, uh, uh, you're sending the, the other message uh, to the whole company. And this message is really, really more important than what you can find on a deck uh, with uh, the description of the values. Yeah, absolutely. So you really, you really, in that moment, you really demonstrate. Yeah, that you demonstrate what matters. If the person is promoted only because they, I don't know, they have very good sales results, but they are jerks, like the message you send is, be a jerk and you will manage. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> good. There, there was a, a question that came to mind as, as we were speaking then about when people leave the company and mm -hmm. one of the things I've heard a lot of people mention regarding the millennial generation is the fact that they're very agile and they like to move yep. uh, and change so how do you sort of approach that fact um, that maybe some of your your staff your best staff yep. will only stay here for a few years and they will move on yeah uh, on a personal uh, standpoint, it's really tough for me to see them leave because <laughs> I feel attached to, uh, to everybody. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think we don't want people uh, to stay if they are not motivated and happy anymore. And, and that's the challenging part because we are looking for people like skilled and, uh, and curious and willing to learn all the time and sometimes like the context is not um, good for them like they, they, we, we can't uh, give them what they want they, we don't have like the project uh, they, which will uh, make them dream or the I don't know like for, for any reason the context is not the right one we will never um, like retain someone we don't give money to people to make them stay 
Um, that's something we never do. And and, uh, and and that's fine. And for example, we also encourage uh, uh, people when they want to create their company, we give them some uh, support. And uh, Julian and Nicola are always recommending uh, employees when they want to create a company to their own network to uh, help them uh, in their... Uh, um, and their startup project, so that's something very important. Um, but it's also when, when people are leaving, um, it's also a good way for us to collect feedback about what the company is today, what we can do better, or at least what we cannot uh, bring anymore to those kind of people. And uh, like for example, the very early employees, um, the one who love small teams, uh, things going super fast. Uh, who are uh, dreaming of a uh, world without management. It's not something we can we can do today. So even if they are great and uh, we will all we have uh, like good memories and uh, hopefully like it was amazing to have them at the beginning. It's fine to ha let them go and make sure that they will be uh, happy and bring uh, all their great uh, skills somewhere else. Yeah, because I imagine some people are very attracted to that. The original sort of startup idea yeah. of a small sort of like almost family business Definitely. with a very small team and, and some people will grow with that yeah. and other people will get to a stage where they say well this is not for me because it's changing into something yeah. else so, yeah, yeah where the first generation is a uh, is, is, uh, challenged by all those uh, changes it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do yeah mm -hmm. okay uh, can you share with us any sort of uh, exciting news regarding the future? Any awards that uh, Algolia has recently uh, won, or any uh, new countries that you're you have in the headlights? Hmm, I haven't prepared this one. <laughs> Let me think. Um, awards. Uh, we have some awards from time to time. Yes, um, we had one at um, at Vivatech, if I'm not mistaken, about. Uh, like the like promising deep tech uh, future unicorn something like that. Ah yes, the VivaTech. It's the VivaTech one. Yes. Uh, one from um, uh, Glassdoor also uh, because we we have uh, we are lucky to, to have uh, like people who share that they are happy at work, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, thinking about exciting news, but you will hear about Algolia in uh, in the next months because. Uh, because uh, Something is going to move uh, very soon. Ah, okay, but you um, can't say. No, but I think it's it's not very uh, difficult to guess, but uh, we will definitely uh, have a new uh, uh, source uh, to to develop even uh, like uh, um, with a stronger... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say that, but uh, yes, uh, like some news are coming uh, um, in, in the coming months. Uh, so watch this space, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What we're saying here. Yeah. Okay, good. So uh, we're coming towards the end now. Uh, so as as per usual, um, what would be great is if you could sort of pitch a current job vacancy opportunity that you have here at Algolia. If you could tell us a little bit about what that what that is yeah. and the sort of the core requirements, let's say, of that uh, that role. Sure. So uh, we, we have uh, 74 open positions, so uh, I had to pick one. Um, <laughs> the, the, the one uh, maybe uh, I can pitch is um, uh, engineering manager, because uh, it's, uh, it's a role uh, we, we are also like defining, and it's really part of the organization we want to, to build um, 
in the in the R&D team. So engineering manager at Algolia, it's really about, it's a people manager role. Uh, so we are looking for people who are interested in making other people grow, which is not that usual. Um, we, we really see the role as a support for the team and not uh, someone deciding for the rest of the team. So um, ideally, we would love to have someone able to leverage their expertise, but um, to guide, coach, develop uh, the person of their team. Um, someone who is interested in hiring, because it's definitely a big part of the role, uh, like defining a need, evaluating uh, the skills, uh, making decisions. Um, we talked also about feedback. Engineering managers are definitely the one uh, continuously uh, sharing feedback and, and uh, helping um, helping their team on a daily basis. So about the requirements, uh, it's really about having like a successful experience as a as a software engineer and a really like a willing to grow um, in a, in this people uh, part of the of the role like uh, the. the People who who, uh, who love uh, building relationship with others and um, maybe leave a bit the technical side of things to focus on on, uh, on the people component of the job. So it's really it's really a role a role that really demonstrates your investment in growing the team. Yeah. And really investing truly in the people. Yeah. I don't know how many times I say people in this, uh, <laughs> but definitely that's really uh, the focus of the job. Yeah. Good. And is that role that you, you've just pitched, is that based here in Paris or is that a role that is in a few different locations? Uh, so it's only in, uh, in Paris because uh, um, in, in the US you will have mostly uh, business roles, so uh, uh, marketing, sales, leadership, um, but the R&D team uh, is, uh, is in Paris, except one amazing engineer we have uh, in the US, but uh, like the whole team is, uh, is in Paris. Good. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of, uh, of this episode. So uh, thank you very much, Marion. Thank you. And we <laughs> wish you all the success in your continued uh, journey. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>